Proverbs chapter 24, Proverbs 24, thank you for the music once again, Proverbs chapter number 24, and we'll look at a different character that the book of Proverbs talks about, a different uh, person of Proverbs, if you uh, will, this evening, and uh, the book of Proverbs is an important book, obviously it's important because it's in the Bible, Uh, But there's a lot of wisdom, obviously, contained in the book of Proverbs. And uh, we need to look at it, not just here's on my uh, daily Bible reading list and read through it. Um, But the book of Proverbs uh, opens up a lot of things for you and I of how to deal with situations, how to deal with emotions, but how to deal with people. Uh, The book of Ecclesiastes is a great book, just reminding us how to deal with life. Uh, but the book of Proverbs uh, shows us some things, and uh, again, we're going to look at one this evening, and I hope that we uh, take these things to heart and we make notes of them. Some of them we want to avoid. Uh, some of them we're going to want to be just like them. Tonight is one of those we want to avoid, uh, but by letting the Bible identify uh, certain characteristics of certain types of people, it helps us to know what to stay away from, uh, what to stay out of and uh, just stay focused on the things that God uh, has for us. Uh, We need to determine that we're going to be a principled people. Uh, We're going to treat people the the way the Bible teaches us to treat them. Uh, This world does not treat people the way the Bible teaches. Uh, We ought to treat people the way the Bible teaches us to to, uh, treat them. And so a lot of times we let a name or we let a personality determine what we do and we not do. But if we just look at the Bible... Uh, It'll help us this evening. And so tonight I want you to look at Proverbs chapter number 24. Uh, I'm going to read several verses and we'll skip around throughout the chapter. And uh, I'll give you an instruction where we're going to land. But I want to look at this tonight, Proverbs 24, beginning with verse number 1. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. For their heart studieth destruction and their lips talk of mischief. Now look with me at verse number 8. He that deviseth to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. Go down to verse number 19 with me. Fret not thyself because of evil men. Neither be thou envious at the wicked. For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. Uh, Tonight we're going to look at dealing with evil men. Dealing with evil men. Uh, We need to understand what God considers evil. We need to understand that there are evil men. We need to understand the Bible tells us about evil men. The Bible tells us what their fate is going to be. Just like last week, uh, we looked at the talebearer. Uh, the one that tells those uh, tales and bears those stories about uh, people, that, that their fate is there. Uh, God, God tells us what we should do with these individuals and these types of people because it reminds us we need to keep our focus on what we're supposed to do. Uh, we, we may be affected by the actions of others, but it should not change our course. Now, it may slow us down a little bit because of the obstacles put in our way, but it should not change our course. The Christian life is not always going to be smooth sailing, but God reminds us, we're going to see it again tonight with the evil man, that a lot of these characteristics we've already seen, their end is already determined. So I don't have to stop what I'm doing to help determine where the end's going to be. And too many times Christians get distracted dealing with things that God has already taken care of. And so we're going to see some of these things this evening. We live in a world of evil 
Uh, we live in a world uh, where uh, we think evil is only uh, on the outside in the most remote places, but no, we're going to find that tonight, and we're going to look at uh, dealing with <clears throat> evil men. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, we thank you once again for the Bible. We thank you for uh, your book that spells these things out for us uh, so that we can avoid some things. It tells us how to uh, treat evil and those that are responsible for evil. And Father, I pray that uh, we would respond scripturally to this world. We would respond scripturally uh, when we encounter evil men. And uh, Father, may we stay removed uh, from them. And Father, may we just keep focus on what you have for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking at evil and evil men. There's a lot of words today that are thrown around and are used all the time, and we don't really understand uh, what they mean. Uh, one of those words is friend. A lot of times we use the word friend, and we think most of the time uh, when people use the word friend, that means you do something for me, so therefore I'm your friend. Uh, or you sent one of those requests on social media, so therefore I'm your friend. But usually that's how we define friend is if you're doing something with me, I'm your friend. If that has nothing to do with friendship, love is another word that is thrown around. We don't understand the Bible definition of love. Evil is the same way. I'll give you a simple definition of evil. Evil is sin or wrong done to harm another. It is sin or wrong done to harm another. Now, the Bible tells us for all have sinned. This is a room full of sinners. I hate to break it to you, but you're sitting next to a sinner tonight. Now, some of you, you're sitting next to a bigger sinner than others, but you, we're, all, we're, all, we're all sitting next to sinners tonight. You know what? We're all sinners. That's why God sent his son, because man fell. We have a sin nature. Uh, those babies that are over there. I was over there uh, when Alyssa brought her uh, uh, brood over, her twins over, and, and there, the big old smile and the innocent face, and you pray for them because of their mother, but you pray for them, all oh, you look at them and how innocent they look. But she would tell you they are sinners. Now, I think they're slandered, but that's, that's just another subject. That from the smallest child to the oldest adults, we have a sin nature that we will never get rid of. Now, we need to understand something, that my sin affects other people. And, you know, if you're in here and you're thinking, well, my sin, no, your sin affects other people. Uh, sin has consequences. The person that affects the most is the person doing the sinning. If you think that you can just sin and sin and sin and sin, and, and it, does not, it does not affect you, you say, well, I'm saved, I'm not going to heaven, well, I understand that. But sin will hurts you. It does hurt you. It hurts your relationship with God. It puts a wall. It puts, a, it's a, it puts, a, puts something between you and God. Uh, sin affects you, but sin is different than evil. We all sin because it's our nature. Evil is something that we do to cause harm. It's a sin we do. It's something we do to cause harm to another. Let me give you two very simple, practical illustrations of sin and evil. If I were to stub my toe and I were to say something that I should not say. If I were to say a curse word, or let me, let me give you an example that you would believe. If Brother Fox were to say a curse word, <laughs> that would be a Friday. 
But no, that would be that that would be that would be sin. There are, you know, Christians, we, I know we live in 2022, but there are some things that a Christian should never say. But if I were to say something, slip, oh, I didn't mean to do that, it's a sin. So we've got to be careful with our lips. But if I were to use these lips to go to somebody and bear a tell about somebody, that's evil. If I were to use these lips to sow discord, that's evil. See, we got to get back to the place that we, we look at the Bible and we put the things that God put in a certain category in the same category God puts them in. Now, we should avoid sin as much as we can. We should do our best not to sin. We've got to wake up every day. Okay, I'm going to try and live a sin-free life. Now, you're not a sin-free day. You're not going to do it. But you've got to try. You've got to try. And as soon as we slip up, we've got to confess it. We've got to be conscious of it. Um, but going in and using doing a sin to harm somebody, that's evil. Uh, we live in a day, and I'll say that immorality is still sin. But if there's an unwanted pregnancy, abortion is evil. Because it is a sin done to harm somebody else. Now, avoid sin. Because sin grieves God. It affects our relationship with Him. We're all sinners. That's what, aren't you thankful that God is gracious in knowing who we are and what we are? He was gracious to sin his son to pay our sin debt because he knew we're helpless when it comes to that. Even after we're saved, his grace and long suffering on his people because he remembereth we are but dust. I'm thankful for the grace of God. God gives grace when it comes to sin. He doesn't give the same grace when it comes to evil because evil is a sin with the intent to hurt somebody. You read this book, you study this book, anytime somebody does evil to somebody else, it gets God's attention. You, you can take it, and, and God judges contradict, God, God, uh, contradi contradictory lives with, lives with this book. God's going to judge sin. God's going to judge wickedness. God's going to judge all of those things that take place in our nation. But harsher judgment is coming to evil. When you and I sin, God, there's punishment for that. God will deal with us. But when we do something that causes harm to somebody else, God puts that in a completely different category. It's good that this comes on the heel of a tailbearer, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit in, 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 from the Scripture tonight. But God puts gossip and slander in a whole different category as He does cursing. Let me use that same illustration. I may get to the outline tonight. I may not. But somebody says something, a curse word. Sometimes like, Pastor, when you church in them. You know, I'm not minimizing filthy talk. You know, we shouldn't. And by the way, the more you let the things of this world come into your mind the greater the chance that's going to come out of the mouth. But if we were to slip up or we're the new Christian and say, Pastor, you can't let, 
Can you believe what they said? And good night, pastors got them as an usher. Bob's been doing that for 40 years now. I'm in a good mood tonight, Brother Bob. Can you tell? The coffee is hitting. I can, I can, I can feel it. Yeah, well, they, they, okay. But why don't we take the same offense when somebody spreads gossip about somebody else? I would submit to you that one is sin and one is evil. But we get those backwards, don't we? I can't believe they have such a filthy, evil mouth. No, they have a filthy mouth. They shouldn't. They ought to deal with that. But just because somebody says under the guise of, I just want you to know how to pray, does it make it less evil? Dealing with evil. We live in a world, we live in a society, we live in a system today that is evil. It's the intent to hurt someone else. <clears throat> Let me give you the outline. I am going to get the outline. Number one. Statement number one, I have eight of these this evening, and I will move through them as fast as I need to tonight. Number one, the evil man should be pitied and not envied. The evil man should be pitied and not envied. Look at verse number one. Be not thou envious against evil men. It's pretty straightforward. That is a command. Don't be envious of them. You know, evil men can draw a crowd. Evil men can have a following. Evil men can seem like they're on top. And that's why there's a difference in politicians who are just ignorant, weak, than those with evil intent. Um, you know, that, that's the danger of, you know, I'll, I'll use, a, 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 if you know history, you know this to be true. If you don't know this about history, you, you need to know this about history. Communism is evil. It's evil. Socialism is evil. Because it, the whole purpose of it is to hurt somebody else. Um, evil men, the evil men should not be pitied, should be pitied and not envied. Well, we need to put, we, we need to look at the things the way God does. Why should they be pitied? Because God's going to deal with that. God's going to deal with it. God is going to take, God is going to take care of that. We're going to see some more on that in just a moment. But statement number one, the evil man should be pitied and not envied. Statement number two, the evil man should not be in our associations. Be not thou envious against evil men. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Neither desire to be with them. The evil man should not be in our associations. I will reference, if you, if you did not hear it, you, you, ought, you ought to hop online and listen to it, a message that uh, Brother Alan Donnelly preached about direction during the Preacher's Delight Conference. I will give grace to somebody who's going the right direction. But I'm not going to associate with an evil man. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to step on some toes. You know, there are a lot of people who will get on a soapbox, and I'm not, I am not advocating for this. I'm just using this as an illustration. I am not promoting this just as a disclaimer. There are some who will get on a soapbox about Halloween. But they got no problem with gossips. The evil, and I'm not minimizing evil in this world. 
All I'm saying is we ought to define evil how God defines evil. And the evil man should not be in our associations. Everybody okay tonight so far? Should not be in our associations. Well, they're not a close, they're, they're, they're not a close friend. Associations. I do not want to be associated with evil. Not one bit. That's why I'm on social media. If you're on social media, you probably know I'm on social media. You know, they're, they're, I get people want to, I don't even know who they are. I, 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 if something comes across and it's somebody who is slandering somebody else, I don't care who they are, I don't care what their name is, they're not associated with me. Now, I'll just say this in a loving way as your pastor. Some of you ought to go and friend about half of your friends. Well, they, they might think I'm a... Do not have any associations with evil. The evil man should not be in our associations. Isn't that what the Bible said? Neither desire to be with them. Statement number three. This is, why, this is why the devil, or this is why God is so straightforward on this. So number one, he should be pitied and not envied. Number two, the evil man should not be in our associations. Why? Look at verse number two. For their heart studieth destruction. Statement number three, the evil man's goal is to destroy. It doesn't matter how long you've known them. It doesn't matter what political office they hold. It doesn't matter if they have the name Pastor. If they are an evil man, their goal is to destroy. You know what God, God wants all of us to do as a Christian? Build. Build. You know, that is, if you could, if I pray to God that one day when my ministry is all said and done, that people will say that he used his life to build to build others, to build homes, to build futures, not to destroy. Evil men destroy. It's in their heart. Look what the Bible says. For their heart studies destruction. How can I destroy? How can I hurt? How can I cause pain? How can I cause destruction? How can I uh, bring about uh, suffering and misery? That's an evil man. No matter what kind of a bow they put on it or how they package it, this is why we got to take what the Bible says and say, I hear what you're you're saying. I hear what you want me to say. But you hit all of these. All of these qualifications are hit. The Bible describes evil. I'm not to associate because that's what the Bible says. Why? Because the Bible tells me that you really just want to destroy. Now, I'm not, and, and I'll get to this in a moment, but I'm not saying that I'm going to go on, an, I'm going to go on a, a, a tirade. I'm going to go on a mission to hurt the evil man. Because you know what I just became? Evil. You know how easy it is for good people to do evil works? It's the sin with the intent to hurt. I've got to be careful of that because I don't want to fall in that same category. But the evil man's goal is to destroy. Number four, the evil man is a gossip, slanderer, and a talebearer. 
Look at me at verse number 2 as well. For their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Now, I'm going to find that word mischief here because I'm going to make a big point about it in verse number 8. This is not mischief like we consider mischief. Like, oh, that boy's mischievous. He gets into some trouble here and there, and, and he gets into some things, and ha, 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 isn't that, oh, that's so cute, you know, that sort of thing. He gets, he's mischievous. No, your, your child's a terror. That's what I know. But we, we, we say, he, you know, he's mischievous. But what the Bible's talking about here is harmful. That's the definition, of, the Bible definition of mischievous. Harmful with intended to do harm. That's what you, you think of the, 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 those old days. That child would just, it was, it was mean and hateful. And what are we going to do? That's a mischievous kid. What they were saying is he's harmful. That has translated over hundreds of years into, you know, boys will be boys. But what the Bible is talking about, they use in their lips talk of mischief, harm and harmful. An evil man is a gossip, slanderer, and talebearer. Oh, we ought to avoid evil. Oh, we ought to avoid evil. Oh, Pastor, you won't find this and this and this good. How, how, how much do you avoid gossips? How much do you avoid slanderers? This is, this is, I can only tell you what helps me. And if it helps you, you can apply it. I've told you before that most news I do not listen to. I don't care if it's left or right. It all sounds the same to me. But we have to be very, very careful in even what we say about our political adversaries. We have to be very, very careful that we aren't guilty of gossip, slander, tail-bearing. We got to be careful of that. And why I stay away from the media, that's, that's what they are. It's not news. It's, it's, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you, when you first started having the news networks and you first started having cable television, I know, shocker, right? You know, it's, you, you, you first had, even their phones had a long curly cord on them too that you had to talk on. But I mean, you, you, had, to, you had to, remote control was when dad said, get up and go change the channel. I mean, that's the day I, that's the day I grew up in. scarred from all that too but and I remember those gossip cable news shows that would come on no you had to stay away from them now it's all of them it is we live in a, a society that is not just a society of sin but it's that next step of trying to destroy it's something to remember the evil man is a gossip slanderer and talebearer. the point again this evening is just to avoid talking about things that you should not talk about. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think you should tell off-color jokes. I don't, I don't think that's any place for a Christian to do that. I don't think you should gossip either. It's amazing out of some would not ever tell an off-color joke, and you shouldn't, but they got no problem. Did you hear conversation starts with that good rule of practice good rule of practice is to hang up the phone block the text block what whatever you got to do blah blah blah, blah whatever you got to do 
Now, if they come back to you and say, I was just going to tell you I won the lottery, I'm going to give you half of it. Well, that's, you're playing it safe. You're playing it safe. Yeah, we ought to be very, very careful. The evil man's a gossip, slander, and tellbearer. Number five. The evil man shall be known by the evil he creates. Look at verse number eight, if you would. He that devises to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The devisor of evil, evil, that's what he's known by. The evil he creates. Now, what do you want to be known by? I want to be known by somebody who certainly tried to honor and please the Lord, but I want to be known as somebody who would be gracious, somebody who would be loving, somebody who would be helpful, somebody who wants to help somebody else. But the evil individual is only known by what? The evil he creates. Well, the evil person never gets away from his evil. And it's it's a warning to you and I that you say, well, well, we, we, something needs to happen. The evil, when it's all said and done, the evil man is only going to be known by the evil. Okay, let me give you an example. What's the first thing you think of when you think of King Saul? You think of his beginning or you think of his ending? You think of the fact that he was chosen by God? He was the choicest man in the entire kingdom? Or do you think of the man who tried to kill David? We think of the end. We can use example after example after example that the evil man shall be known by the evil he creates. That word mischievous person I've already mentioned. It's harmful, inclined to do harm. We can dress it up and we can justify it. Okay, I used communism earlier. If you study history and you read through history, and, and I've read a lot of history, the bill of goods or the lies that these communist leaders told their people, it bought them, I mean, I just read a very lengthy, not too long ago, book during the World War II time with Hitler and some of the things that he told the people and the, and the lies that were told and what they, what they submitted to and all of that. At the time, there was a time when the United States of America sent ambassadors and scholars from America to Germany to study Nazism because it was presented as being on a higher plane, a higher level of government because of what was sold. Now, it didn't take very long. It's shocking to some of you, wasn't it? It didn't take very long for people to really see what was behind it. Now when you talk about Nazi Germany, you talk about Hitler, what do you think of? You think of the evil. But it wasn't always that way. And you and I can do evil and we can be on top of the world, so to speak, and we can be on, on, on top of the circumstance that when evil runs its course, how you remember so-and-so, oh, they were the ones... They were the ones that hurt that friendship. They were the ones that split that church. They were the one that broke up that home. Uh, that's that's, that's 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 what they're known for. Number six. We continue verse nine. The thought of foolishness is sin. Now we look at verse number eight. He that devises to do evil. Where do you devise to do evil in your mind? 
And we are told in verse number 9, the thoughts of foolishness is sin. And we see verse number, uh, number 6, uh, statement number 6, the evil is very, man's very thoughts are sin. The Bible tells us that there are things that we should think on. In that whatsoever is lovely, pure, it's a pretty good list. The Bible tells us to bring every thought into captivity. Think on these things. That's a good filter to run our thoughts through. But the evil mind in that list is not revenge. In that list is not justifying how I want to even things out. That's not in the list. The very thoughts of evil are sin. Well, I was just thinking about it. Well, it's sin. So we need to understand from the mind from which that evil comes, no matter how it's justified, we need to be very, very careful because sometimes there's evil that is done and we say, well, it, in my mind, it's going to accomplish what I would like to see accomplished. We need to stay away from that. Okay, this might, some of you might disagree with this, but I don't think you should, I hope you don't disagree with this, I don't think you should bomb an abortion clinic. I'm against abortion. I think it's murder. I think it's evil. But bombing in an abortion clinic probably goes outside of what God would expect from a Christian. Um, number seven. Everybody still okay? I've only got 17 more to go. Number seven. The evil man should not occupy our thoughts and minds with worry. Verse number 19. Fret not thyself because of evil men. That word fret, let me give you a very simple definition. is the wringing of hands in worry. Evil men often have power. Evil men can hurt you. Evil men can hurt your family. I'll use political examples tonight. On the other side of being outraged and angry about, about what is taking place in our country, we ought to be a little bit alarmed because there are evil men in place that would do harm to us. They would do harm to us. And if God does not intervene, there's a government that is set up waiting for the end times to come, and they will do evil. Now, let me just remind you, the rapture is going to take place at some point. So the things that an evil man can do, they can harm you, they can make life difficult for you, they can do all sorts. You think of those martyrs that Hebrews 11 talks about, and the blood of those same martyrs that the book of Revelation says, cries out and says, how long, how long till we have justice? You think about that. Those were evil men that shed their blood. They can harm you. As we sit here in the freedom of the United States of America, the free state of Florida, we aren't afraid of coming into church tonight and being arrested or imprisoned. But there are Christians in this world who assemble, and if they're caught, evil men will do harm to them. Evil men are not harmless. That's why it's evil. Pastor, I thought you said they're not supposed to occupy our thoughts. I wasn't even thinking about them, but now I'm scared. 
I'm not minimizing what evil men can do. I'm just saying God says don't wring your hands over it. Don't fret over it. Because evil men can have power, but the Almighty is our God. The evil man should not occupy our thoughts and minds with worry. What are they going to do? No. What are we supposed to do? Well, if we do this, then they're going to turn around and do this. Well, that's not on me. That's, God is in control. And if God allows evil men to have power, that's in his business. If God does not inter- intervene when, when those martyrs were being, they were, they were nailed to a stake and they were getting ready to be burned, if God did not intervene, that's his business. I'm not supposed to ask, what are they going to do? Now, it's natural for you and I to have worry, isn't it? It's natural for you and I to have fear. The Bible does not say don't ever have fear about this. The Bible doesn't say a thought should never enter your mind or a feeling of anxiety. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't want to be get into politics, but this is, this is a reality of what we're facing today. There are individuals in our government that would outlaw our assembly. They would imprison preachers who preach like I do. If they thought they could get away with it tonight, they would get away with it tonight. So elections do have consequences. Elections do have consequences. What are we supposed to do about it? Well, this Bible hasn't changed, has it? I read Paul and Peter and John and James weren't worried about who's on the next ticket. I know, I know, I know. Fox News told us we should act differently. And these, these preachers who should get out of the pulpit and go be politicians tell us we should, we should respond differently with politics. I know, I know. But all I know is this Bible says that those men turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down. What I'm saying is we shouldn't fret, worry our hands, uh, wring our hands when fears and anxieties come of what evil somebody says, what somebody's going to do, somebody threatened to do. Somebody Every year, this church gets threats, threats, threats. Why? Because we stand against certain issues. I don't come in front of you, oh, no, our stance on, on marriage and abortion. We got threatened by some, some, some crackpot who called and left a nasty message on the, I'm not so worried about what they're going to do. No. Can, can God take care of his people or not? I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to say there's never a thought. It's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, when, when, when COVID, and I decided, you know what? We're meeting. If you don't want to meet, that's fine. Take care of yourself. I promise you, the thought crossed my mind. You know, they could. Because they have mandated that you can't assemble. I know what the Constitution says. But they have mandated, so before I walked out of pulpit, I need to be prepared. And I, I prepared myself. And say, what was going to happen? I was going to say, when they came in, say, who's the pastor? And I, I was going to point to Brother Stanley and say, he is. <laughs> he's not here tonight, so I'll just use him. I can say, he's the pastor. That, that's how I prepared. 
The point I'm making is, is not that evil men cannot harm. That's the definition of evil. As a child of God, I'm to be more focused on God than the evil men. We got to be very careful that we don't get our focus off of what we're supposed to do. I'll say, and it's good for us to be reminded because I don't think, vote the way you ought to vote. I like following politics. I'm not saying I don't like that. I'm very interested in history, in our history. You line it up with the Bible, you can see how things are going. I don't know if I haven't figured everything out, but you you, you use the Bible. So I'm not saying, be ignorant of it. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is there's a lot of churches, and this happened in the 80s too, the moral majority. They got their focus off of God and preaching the gospel and reaching people with the gospel. It was a distraction. I'm supposed to keep my focus on God in spite of what evil men do. You got somebody who's trying to harm you, trying to harm your family, who's spreading gossip about you. What do you... Well, I'm going to tell everything I know about them. No, because then you're just like them. What am I, well, what am I supposed to do? Don't fret over it. Just keep on going. Just keep going. Because God will take care of it. Okay. That's not an easy one to do, is it? Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked. Statement number eight. And I'm done. The evil man cannot be truly happy. Look at verse 20. For there shall be no reward to the evil man. The most miserable people on this planet are those that live to hurt somebody else. That's why many times you talk about the Bible being, them being turned over, their conscience, having their conscience seared. Because there's something inside of even lost people that shies away from just being evil. But when we get to a place where we say, I'm just going to hurt this person, that person becomes the focus. And by the way, what I preach Sunday morning is very, very important for you and I to listen to and heed to. Because there are a lot of people who have been destroyed, not by the actions of others, but they've ultimately been destroyed because they made up their minds to destroy the person that hurt them. And and, and let me just throw this out in case it lands on some of you or, you know, get wind of anything from time to time. Those that grew up in Bible preaching churches or families in Bible preaching churches and they're still offended by something that happened in 1993, they're the problem not the person who preached it. Not the stand that was taken. Well, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to straighten that out. No, you're evil. Let me just say, in case you don't know where I stand, people who get on the internet and their mission is to hurt and harm other people, no matter if they put a hashtag in front of it or behind it, in the middle of it, on top of it, they are evil by Bible definition. And what's going to happen? The evil man cannot be truly happy. I'm, I'm happy. Can you tell? I'm really happy. It's the festive time of the year. I'm happy. I like being saved. Hold on. I like being a Baptist. 
I like it. I like being an independent fundamental Baptist. I like it. I like being a Bible believer. I like it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm happy. Don't I look happy to you? See, I'm happy. If you know me, you know that I'm I'm easy, I'm easy going, easy going. I'm happy. I didn't wake up today thinking about who I have to I have to destroy. I have to stop. Well, I've got to let people know. I didn't I didn't, you know, sometimes it's like I see, you know, say, Pastor, you know this is going on, and I go and say, yeah. I'm like, I don't, know what, I don't know what I can do about it. I mean, I pray for our nation and everything. I'm just going to go on being happy. Because when God does it all, when God, it ends the way God has it. You know, I, I use those martyrs as an example. You know, their blood, you read the book of Revelation. Every martyr of the faith, their blood is, 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 is speaking, saying how long till justice is served. And those that got away with it, there's a greater day of reckoning coming than they can ever get on this side of eternity. Let God take care of that. You know, a lot of these, and we don't think of it this way, a lot of these evil men, these, and I, and I referenced Adolf Hitler and the evil that he did and all of that, went out of his mind. You know, a lot of these men, I believe, are possessed of devils. And I think a lot of men who never can find happiness, there's a lot of men who've done evil that are so much under the conviction of the Holy Ghost of God. That if they don't give in and they don't rectify it, they will go out of their mind. They're never going to be happy. Never going to be happy. Those that do evil, the Bible says, there shall be no reward to the evil man. Well, they got popularity because of that. Well, if I do things God's way, you know what he's going to give me? Peace. You can't buy that at Walmart. You know what he's going to give me? Joy. It's amazing. These apostles writing letters for prison. I have no greater joy. Writing of the joy of the Lord. And they were there at the hands of evil men. Who were vexed. There's no reward they cannot find happiness. You know, you can be happy. If we, if we parallel and take the tailbearer and we run that right up against the evil man and see the things that we should stay away from, well, it's not a life. It's easy to get pulled in. Let me, let me just point this out. And I don't think 30, 40 years ago you had to pay attention to this as much. Be careful what cause you get caught up in. Well, it's a good cause. Who says? And it very well may be a good cause. You be careful about these causes that you get caught up in. Because they don't all started with good intent. What cause are we to be caught up in? 
Because of Christ. Because of advancing the cause of Christ. I don't want to be anywhere near evil. I don't want to be anywhere near it because God is going to judge it. Be careful that we don't get caught. It's easy to repeat something we've heard. It's easy to let envy and things that are in our own heart. You know, people who make it a point to try and destroy or hurt somebody else, you know what it reveals? This, is, this will help all of us. It just reveals how broken of a person they are. How messed up they are. That they would try and be a, you know, in a lot of ways, I look at some of the examples I use in our own government, those that are evil that would, you know, that are upset because Roe v. Wade got overturned. They're evil individuals. They're not of a different political persuasion. They're evil. If you think murdering a baby is okay, you're evil. You, you, could, you could skirt some things and say, well, are they really alive or not? But when you're okay with a baby being born and left to die, that's evil. And in a sane country, that individual would be prosecuted as a murderer. That's evil. We have, we, there are people who are evil. So does it make you angry? It's from time to time. It shouldn't make you angry. It should make us pray. But you know what it should also make us do? Give pity. Because there's a reckoning coming. There's a reckoning coming. They'll not prosper. Don't worry about what those in the media say, what somebody said on, on, the, on, the, in, on the Internet about your Bible or this or that or whatever. Don't worry about that. Pastor, we need to get on there and, and, and confront them. Nah, I got too many good things to do. You know, you don't worry about somebody who's stuck in their mom's basement, got nothing better to do with their life. What if you ever met them? I feel sorry for them. Because there's more to life than trying to hurt somebody else. You know, can I use one more analogy? Sports. You know, dare I enter into the sports world? You know, you're, you can like your team without thinking everybody else is on the other team as axe murderers. I mean, I mean the, the Ohio State-Michigan game took on us. Some of you were like, oh, man. And I was like, Ohio State people aren't that bad. But now they are the sworn enemy, and they are a bunch of axe murderers. Amen, brother? Amen. <laughs> no, we live in a world that's like, for me to be happy, i got to make you sad. Well, when it comes to that football game, for me to be happy, I do have to make you sad. But we live in this world where for me to, to win, you know, i got to make sure that everybody, push everybody else down. No, let's use our lives to advance the cause of Christ and help and build people, not tear them down. When evil in this world comes, let's stop wringing our hands over it. Let's trust the Lord. It does not mean that we don't ever get afraid, get anxious, but we just put it on the God. We say, God, you're going to take care of it. I'm going to keep my focus on what I need to take care of. And I'll leave all of that in your hands. We have a perfect God, don't we? So what he does with evil, he'll do in a perfect manner. He'll judge it in a perfect way. And we just need to stay focused on what we need to stay focused on. And so let's do that in the days ahead. Father, help us to apply these things.